Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, March 21st. It is six minutes after 10. It's 93 WIBC. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thank you for joining us. You can also watch on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar and there we are. So Donald Trump has declared that he is the victim of a stormy, quote, horse face Daniels extortion plot. Said he's being targeted by a series of horrible, radical left Democrat investigations. He believes he's on the cusp of being arrested this week, although I did read this morning that they're saying, no, that may not happen until next week. Okay, so what did we say Mm -hmm. yesterday, Casey, that would be out of the realm of possibility that he just started freewheeling? Mm Mm-hmm. And he viewed it as, I'm in a no-lose situation because, again, every talk station in America, all the nightly shows, everybody, it was Trump, 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 Trump. Trump is the master Mm -hmm. at getting people to do what he wants them to do because he's so damn entertaining. So would you really... It looks like, I mean, it's not going to happen today, it appears. I mean, unless some there's some late announcement, there's no, you know, when this Alvin Bragg guy files the charges, if he does, there's going to be a bit, you know, a big hoopla about it in a press conference, and he loves to see his mug mm-hmm. in front of the camera. So it's probably not going to happen today. Well, they were just hearing from witnesses yesterday. Yeah. So, so, the, it, it, so but Trump couldn't lose by saying it because, okay, he says it. But Trump has lowered the bar so much in terms of the game of expectations. Oh, Trump was wrong. Used to be that would be a big deal. If you were wrong about the day you were going to get indicted, <laughs> that would have been a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it's Trump. So everybody just spends their day talking about Trump. Trump is now the victim. Mm-hmm. He forced DeSantis to address it, which mm-hmm. he did. DeSantis did a very fine job of addressing it. But he makes himself the central focus. And if he doesn't indeed ultimately get indicted, he'll just go, well, it's because I put pressure on him. Right. And in the meantime, he's getting more of that earned media. He said, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way and I will stand in their way. I will always stand in their way. But here, so this is where I struggle with Trump. And and I, I need the Trump voter uh, and by that I mean obviously I was a Trump voter on multiple occasions I was so supportive of Trump when he was running that I was the guy they asked to interview him I need the Trump voter and by Trump voter I mean Trump but nobody else the person who's hates DeSantis because he breathes air or whatever I need you to call our hotline and explain away some things to me okay because I, this would really help me square with voting for Trump again, maybe even in a primary. So 317-684-8444 is the phone number. How do I excuse Trump putting all these establishment swamp creatures in his inner circle? If he went there to drain the swamp, mm-hmm. why did he pick Mitch McConnell's wife to be in his cabinet? 
Why did he pick Christopher Ray to be director of FBI? Why did he keep Comey around originally? Why did he put people like Bill Barr in that position of attorney general? Why, why did he pick Dan Coats? I mean, he created a lot of problems for himself by the people that he put around him. That's one question that I have. If you're going to drain the swamp, you told me you were going to go drain the swamp the last time, and you surrounded mm-hmm. yourself with swamp creatures, with swamp people. So why well, should I feel bad for you? Well, if you, he has answered that question. If you believe him, I don't. I don't believe anything he says because he said he didn't know how deep the swamp was and how bad it was, oh, and now he needs more time Casey, to his go whole, back. Casey, his whole campaign was how he was going to do that, but he right. didn't know. Right. He, he just didn't know. He thought he could put Mitch McConnell's wife in his cabinet. Well, he said he was an outsider. Oh, He's he was, not from Washington. So now Trump's playing stupid. <laughs> oh, I've never heard him do that before. The other thing, but the other thing that is very important for me, and I don't know how you square this, and I don't know why the Trump people just ignore this or say it's okay, is Trump's egregious, repeatedly egregious behavior during COVID. Mm-hmm. Trump signed off and was a cheerleader for all that money getting printed. Trump signed off and was a cheerleader on bribing states to shut down. Trump signed off and was a cheerleader in chief on the COVID shot. Trump was a cheerleader in chief in the beginning mm-hmm. and put kept putting Fauci out there. Yeah. He, he, he didn't he, want to put himself out there, he though. He could have put. He could have fired Fauci. Yeah. So how do you, the Trump voter, and by Trump voter, I mean Trump, but no one else, excuse mm-hmm. and square? And why are you willing to die on the hill for this guy who repeatedly did all these things that should drive you crazy? Yeah. It's like you're just uh, selective memory, yes. believing some but not all of it, and the bad stuff. No, no, no. We're just going to ignore that. Push, so, push that over there. So I would be curious to know. Uh, we'll play some of those tomorrow. Three one seven six eight four eight four four four. Those are the specific things mm-hmm. that I would want answers to. Kevin McCarthy. Now we know he is basically uh, a hostage victim at this point. Well, masquerading he, as the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Yes, used to be a, a really dependable ally of Trump spoke on his defense he said here we go again an outrageous abuse of power by a radical da kevin mccarthy's got so he's got to keep riding that wave well he he went there so he's got to keep going with it. kevin mccarthy is in a pretty miserable position which good he deserves to be in a miserable position because kevin mccarthy will inevitably screw over the american people he's just waiting for the opportunity but he knows in order to hang on to his speakership Mm -hmm. he's got to be totally beholden to about 20 people who put a whole bunch of rules and regulations in, which we shall be very happy they did because people like Jim Banks just willfully voted for him 15 times and got nothing in terms of concessions. But McCarthy knows at any time if five people revolt, he could basically be removed. Yeah, so he out. does have to pretend to like Donald Trump and actually care about tr- the treatment of Donald Trump. Who is walking the finer line at this point? Is it McCarthy or is it Pence? It's like they're both trying to ride that. Ooh, that, that that's a great, threading that needle. That's a great question. I, the answer is clearly Kevin McCarthy because McCarthy has something to lose. Mike Pence has a much, as much chance of being elected to anything now as you or I do, and we are not running for anything, nor do we want to run for anything. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy desperately needs to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. So here is Kevin McCarthy uh, talking about... Uh, uh, people going after Trump and how the meanness in politics and how you weaponization should, yes of all the stuff he's doing his best to pretend like he actually cares it doesn't matter if this was President Trump or if this was a Democrat 
It should be equal justice in America. And stop going after people because you have political differences. I see people all the time that I have political differences. I respect their opinion. I may disagree with it, but why would you ever try to use the law for it? And it goes directly against everything that this Manhattan DA has professed. He brags about lowering felonies to misdemeanors and not prosecuting. We've watched crime in New York where people are afraid to walk the streets. We watched campaigns, and I will tell you, one of the reasons we won races in New York is based upon this DA of not protecting the citizens of New York. And now he's spending his time on this? He sounds so weak. Does he sound like he's whining? He just, do, you, do, you, do you remember the scene in Forrest Gump where they've got uh, Lieutenant Dan, uh-huh. they're on the shrimp boat, and they're trying to catch the shrimp, and Forrest Gump says, how are we going to get them? That's what it reminds me of. This is, uh, th- and this is why it amazes me that so many of these conservatives were willing to die on the hill for this guy, yeah. including Jim Banks. It's like you listen to that and you go, that's the fighter that's going to stand up to, to Biden? That's Kev, can we play the beginning of that again? I'll tell you when to when to cut it off because I wanna there's something that he says that really, really bothers me in there because we're led to believe that this is the guy who's going to stand up and fight Joe Biden on the spending and mm-hmm. inflation. Mm-hmm. Um and I just I when I listen to this, there's just no way. Go ahead. It doesn't matter if this was President Trump or if this was a Democrat. It should be equal justice in America. And stop going after people because you have political differences. I see people all the time that I have political differences. I respect their opinion. Okay, stop. I may dis- stop, stop, stop. They don't respect you. Yeah. You're, you, it's like it's like going to a gunfight and bringing a knife to a gunfight. Mm-hmm. They don't respect you. This is why Trump got in the position he was in, because he kept thinking, he, whether it was the swamp or the Democrats, he kept thinking, oh, I can negotiate with these people. I can get along with them. No, they hate you. They hate you. And the idea that Kevin McCarthy, oh, just, just please stop. Just <laughs> Can't just we all get along? Stop. How are we going to find them? Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans will fold on the debt ceiling. They will fold on the spending. They've already folded on entitlement reform. That is not a fighter. That is a guy who just wants to be in power and is with blink, tw- blink twice if you're okay, Kevin. How can we make this just go away? I don't want to deal with this. Well, Michael Cohen's former legal advisor, Robert Costello, he appeared before the Trump grand jury. and he, So Co- Cohen is Trump's former attorney. He's the guy who wrote the check to Stormy Daniels. Yes, he then ended up going to prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cohen thought Trump was going to be done for. Cohen ended up being the one being done for. Mm-hmm. Cohen is a super sketchy guy. Convicted who, perjurer. You would trust him as far as you could throw him. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael, uh, so Robert Costello says that he, Cohen, is far from solid evidence. I'm the one who decided to do this. A lot of people cautioned me against it because I had nothing to gain. The only thing I'm doing is trying to tell the truth to the grand jurors, because I read all these lies in the, in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is far from solid evidence. 
this guy by any prosecutor's standard. And I used to be deputy chief of the criminal division in the Southern District of New York. I wouldn't have touched a guy like Michael Cohen, mm -hmm. especially if he's a convicted perjurer. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, as I said, the 50 to 100 lies he told us that are in those 330 emails. So why are they calling him to testify? I mean, if he is a convicted perjurer. He's guy. He's known for lying because he will tell them what they want to hear. It's the same reason that look at the January sixth committee. Who did they call? Mm. People who told them what they want to hear. Look, here is what very likely happened. Okay, and I don't think it's a stretch. Donald Trump had a rendezvous with Stormy Daniels. I mean, we're going to get to next hour. You know, the story where Melania left him for days. I mean, dude, it's Trump. Mm -hmm. It happened. Okay. Trump, I think, became was I think Trump is a person who has throughout his life in business had people who are fixers. Most successful people, especially in the era in which Trump came of of wealth and rose in, in promise. Right, right. That you, you have people who fix the things for you. Okay, we gotta write a check for whatever. Okay, cool, let's just make it go away. And I, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he has written a gajillion of these sorts of checks for various reasons. Cohen and those people probably came to him and said, Stormy Daniels is going to tell everybody about your affair if you don't write her a check and we have been able to negotiate X amount and it would be bad for your campaign. And Trump probably was like, okay, cool, do it. I mean, there's audio, mm -hmm. there's recorded audio of him talking about it with Cohen that Cohen put out that didn't prove anything. It proved that Trump was just like, okay, well, whatever we got to do. And that's the end of it. Now, Trump is, is lying to people. I mean, I'm totally convinced that Trump is lying to people when he talks about n not having any sort of encounter with, you know, Stormy Daniels. I mean, come on, dude. Mm -hmm. Dude, she described your unit in epic detail. <laughs> I mean, come on. Stormy Daniels is not exactly an honest person, but you notice Trump didn't really refute any of it. I was, if, you know, if Trump's if Trump's manhood, and we're running way long here, but if Trump's manhood uh -huh. were not as... She had described it because she did not give a flattering description. He's called it his unit. Uh, he would love that. Uh, he would have <laughs> probably just pulled it out in a press conference and gone, see, look, it's not right. even anything like, I mean, come on. <laughs> and But the point is, whether he did or didn't do it, mm -hmm. he keeps talking about it mm -hmm. over and over and over and over. And he is the one who keeps us a front page story. He will not let it go with her. And that is so weird. Well, that's so like him, though. He's like, you know. Stop talking. Right. Okay, it's 19 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Good morning, it is 1032. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Our phone number, 317-684-8444. 
you'd like to contribute with your voicemails, questions, comments, smart remarks, whatever is on your mind, Rob would be happy to go through all those phone calls and select the finest of the finest. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Drake, our super fan, Mm -hmm. listener extraordinaire, called. He has an idea on something he would like to see with the WIBC air staff. Okay. Hey, Robin Casey, it's your boy, Drake. Everyone's complaining and giving their opinion on Indiana's politics. Well, here's mine. This is what we got to do to make Indiana a better place. Let's make Guy Relford the Attorney General. Let's make Nigel the mayor of Whitestown. Let's get our buddy Abdul to be the mayor, the next mayor of Indianapolis. Let's make Rob Kendall the governor of Indiana. Bada bing, bada boom. And let's go ahead and make our beautiful Jason Hammer the secretary, the press secretary for everyone. That'd be one heck of a good job. Mm -hmm. Anyways, love you guys. Be good. Make good choices. Cheerio. Well, all those are very possible except for me being governor Mm because I will never run. uh, Well, I shouldn't say never. I will very likely never run for anything ever again. So I nominate Casey in that position. No. You are the... uh, you are the beautiful face in mind our state needs. Other than that, I think it'd be great. Uh, I think Nigel as the mayor of Zionsville would be exactly what that uh, beautiful little town needs. I can't run for any political office. One, you would miss me too much. Well, that's true, yes. And two, my next job is already predetermined, which is head of refilling the vending machines. Ah, very good. We already know that. And congratulations to Drake, who has a baby on the way. Yes, we love Drake. He said that he had to go get a new speaker system for his wife. They're going to put headphones on her belly so that she can listen to WIBC in, in private, quietly. What is wrong with that guy? <laughs> we love you, Drake. All right. Um, so, uh, th- as many of our in our audience know, Abdul has disappeared from the WIBC airwaves because he is running for mayor mm-hmm. of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And he will uh, be one of multiple Republicans who are competing. And there is a new, another guy running against him who is garnering a lot of media publicity because... He has what we like to call infinite money, and somebody called to ask about this guy who is running ads all over television mm-hmm. and ads here on WIBC, and somebody wanted to know, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Tapping into Rob's uh, extensive uh, knowledge of local and state politics, there's a, uh, his last name is Shreve, I've seen him on uh, several television advertisements uh, running for mayor of Indianapolis. I don't live in Indianapolis, but uh, it could be a turning point. But what I'm getting at is uh, can Rob tap into some source of information and, and talk about this his last name is Sharif, and he says his first name, but I didn't catch it. But uh, he's a Republican running against Hogsett. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, full disclosure with this, uh, Abdul and I are best of friends, and I am supporting Abdul's run for mayor, but we will certainly tell you who this guy is because no matter who wins the primary, I will support them. I would support an orange peel, an aging potato skin, uh, an apple core. My shoe. Uh, yes, whatever against to get Joe Hogsett out of this city. So mm-hmm. if this guy wins, if mm-hmm. Abdul wins, there's another person running, if they win, I'm supporting Robin Shackelford in the Democrat 
Democrat primary against Joe Hogsett. We have to get rid of Joe Hogsett. This city cannot sustain four more years of the gruesome twosome of Ryan Mears mm-hmm. and Joe Hogsett. So yeah. I want to just get that out there. So this guy's name is Jefferson Shreve. Mm-hmm. He has twice been on the Indianapolis City County Council from mm-hmm. 13 to 16 and 18 to 19. And again, he is, uh, his kind of claim to fame is he is an uber wealthy businessman. He owned a company called Storage Express. Yep. He sold it last year, Casey. Would mm-hmm. you like to would you like to take a guess on how much he sold his business for last year? Oh. Price is right rules. Okay. Cap, I'm going to get you in on this too. Uh, so the name of the business, just give me the name, Storage, Storage Ex- Express, Express. Mm-hmm. Uh, owned by Jefferson Shreve, who was candidate for mayor on the Republican side. Guess how much he sold Storage Express for? $2.5 million. $2.5 million. Okay, we have $2.5 million. Kev, how much do you think Jefferson Shreve s- sold Storage Express for last year? I'm going to say $2 million. So $2 million, $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. $590 million. Casey, you have won what? the grand prize. What? <laughs> $590 million? That is according to... Uh, the uh, Indianapolis Star, yes. So he, like I said, he is what has what we call wow. infinite money. Kevin thought I was high, and he was like, "No, no, no, I'm going to go with two million. Because you think like, she over, she went over. Yeah, you think Storage Express? It's probably like a park somewhere, uh, or you throw your uh, your uh, undesirables. But no, well, it is. I'm, a, I'm gathering it's a it's a storage company. Yes. How many? Clearly, they've got multiple locations. Uh, yeah, whatever it was, it had five hundred and ninety million dollars wow. worth of worth to someone. Wow. Uh, according to IndyStar. So uh, he is now let's, okay, let's consider, let's do the math here. All right, Casey, maybe you can do this on your handy dandy cellular telephone. Sure. So you're, you're, let's say your, um, your state tax rate is three point. I'm going to just do math real quick. And then I'm going to ask you to do this. 3.3 for the state tax rate when he sold it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, let's say your federal tax rate, 32. Let's say he got to keep by the time all the taxes were in, cause he lives here. Indianapolis has high taxes. Let's say he got. Let's say he got to keep 63 percent. So whatever five hundred ninety million times point six three is five hundred ninety times point six three. Oh boy, three hundred seventy one. So let's say he, he has three hundred seventy one million dollars by which to play with. I don't know that for sure. I'm just doing math off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this. Because there a, a article that came out in Indie Star. Yeah, he just spent six hundred k. Yeah, he has dropped six hundred k into this race doing TV on mm-hmm. Wish TV, WTHR, RTV, Fox fifty nine, mm-hmm. and ads that you hear all the time on WIBC. Right. So, interesting guy doesn't change my view of who I'm supporting, mm-hmm. but a very interesting guy who clearly can make an argument to people, and I think he will. Of look, I've I've been in the government. I've operated in the government. I've clearly been very successful in business, mm-hmm. and I have infinite personal wealth mm-hmm. by which to spend because I'm rich and yeah. bored. Wow, that's a whole lot of money. And it's an it's a pretty compelling argument to make, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing better start knocking on doors because this guy's <laughs> gonna just blitz the airwaves. Right. Well, maybe he'll come on and do an interview. Yeah, with us. I, I would totally love to have him on. I mean, you know, look again, whoever wins Jefferson this primary, Shreve, this is your. Personal invitation. We need more rich friends to come on the Kendall and Casey show and let us know what you're all about. Yeah, it would be. It would be I would be interested to have him on mm-hmm. because clearly, whoever the Republican, at least I thought, was going to have a terrible funding disadvantage. Mm-hmm. 
I would have to think somebody like that, he must really care about Indianapolis and Central Indiana. Or he's very bored. He also may just be very bored. Well, okay, you can be bored, but with that kind of money, you can find something to entertain well, yourself. Maybe, go, well, no, buy, no, no, no. go buy a yacht. Go golfing. Why go do you? No, 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 no. I'm not giving you. I'm not ceding that ground to you because why do you think Mike Braun keeps office hopping? He's very bored. He went from school board to state rep to senator. He'd never done any of them well. Mm-hmm. He just keeps moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. He's a rich guy with a lot of money. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, yeah. I'm sure Hammer will back me up when he comes in. We need more rich friends. Think of the sports betting damage we could do if Jefferson <laughs> Shreve were our friend. Anyway, so that, that's who he is. Um, all right. Somebody called about, uh, we've had a lot of talk about DEI. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we like to peg this on the liberals and the lefties, but we've pointed out many times that here in uh, our own Republican state government, we've got DEI all over the place. Somebody called about that. Hey, Rob Kendall. I did a mansplain something to me. Um, was listening today, you were talking about the state retirement fund. And um, the state has a DEI officer. And I'm just wondering what your take is on what this cat's duty actually is and his contribution. It's a high-paid position under the governor, and that's great. But the only thing from an employee perspective that I can tell that they've actually done is you want me to change my pronoun on my signature block, and I don't think that's necessary. You might choose not to. So I'm just wondering, mansplain this, Rob, what's your take on the state DEI position. What exactly does that do for us? Well, this person was implemented, I believe this was during or shortly after the summer of love when Eric Holcomb, you know, you may remember Eric Holcomb did the meet and greet with Malik Muhammad, Mm -hmm. let him write part of the police reform bill. Now Malik Muhammad, of course, sitting in jail in Portland for attempting to kill uh, cops. I believe he got a 10-year sentence. And that only happened because Eric Holcomb let him walk after he threatened to seize the governor's mansion on live television. Um, Holcomb instituted this person. And we had said at the time, Eric Holcomb has been governor of this state for three going on four years. Is Eric Holcomb saying that his own administration is filled with such raging racists that he must give someone a six-figure salary plus benefits to be a diversity, equity, and inclusion coordinator. Is that The guy was essentially indicting himself. You have been in charge, and now you're just waking up one day and going, well, all my people are just a bunch of lunatic racists. We must give somebody a six-figure salary plus benefits in order to not be racist. Mm. No, of course, it's crap. It's complete crap. Like everything else Eric Holcomb does, it's all bunk. All right, uh, let's get out of here with one more phone call. Remember yesterday, we somehow got on KFC. Mm-hmm. I forget how we got on the KFC. It was one of the trending, oh, it was trending story, story, wasn't it? Right, yes. that they, 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 it was being rumored that they offer free refills yes. on their buckets of chicken. Yes, and then we got on the KFC buffet. Mm-hmm. Kev told me he has never been to a KFC buffet, right. which is an egregious mistake on Kevin's part. <laughs> uh, but this guy... Angelo, mm-hmm. remember Angelo? He's the guy who describes himself as the poorest conservative in Carmel who is paying the child support. I believe this is the same guy paying the child support until he's like 74. 78, something like that. Yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. into his 70s. Congratulations. And we were just in, um, amazed by this. Yeah. Uh, but he called, and you are a little more seasoned than me, so this is, you need to be a little more seasoned to offer some historical perspective on this. <laughs> I'll do my best. Maybe you can confirm whether he's full of crap or not. Okay. All right. I just heard about the Kentucky Fried Chicken free refills, which reminded me, before I went in the Army, you always had to pay for 
soda refills. That was uh, before 1971. I come out of the Army December of 78, and there's free refills. So you guys rock. Take it easy. I love that he's like, there was a great movie Brendan Fraser did early on in his career called Blast from the Past, Mm -hmm. where he, Christopher Walken is his father, and it's in the 1950s, and they accidentally think there's been a nuclear attack on America, and they have a bomb shelter in their basement, and he goes into a bomb shelter for like 20 years and comes out, and of course, everything is is different. different. Yeah. That's why I picture that guy, Mm -hmm. he comes out of the army, there's free refills on the, is that a thing? What's going on? Do you remember that? Is he talking? about KSC No, I think he's talking about like soda just in general. In general. Yeah, no, there never used to be free refills anywhere. You would have to pay. But now he said 1978. Sorry, Rob, I may be more seasoned, but I was eight years old in 1978, so I wasn't paying for anything myself. Mom yeah. and dad had that. Well, you were a leecher. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm a leecher at eight years old. I can't wait until your daughter's born. Some of us were cutting grass. Uh-huh. We were painting barns. Uh-huh. Some of us were living off the land. Yeah, no, you never had refi- re- free refills refills anywhere yeah no that wasn't why that started well you it was the self-serve fountain oh yeah those weren't out oh you had to go to the counter right oh yeah so that was kind of a new thing and i think once they couldn't stop people from giving themselves free refills yeah they just raised the price of the soda right yeah okay now he can get his yeah there's nothing's free you're totally paying for it yeah hammer's joining us next it's 93 wibc Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Hammer joins us in the studio. Biden Madness Final Four is underway. Man, we got a good one brewing right now. The first national semifinal game, You Ain't Black taking on Where's Jackie. Yeah. Now, the voting goes just until 4 o'clock today. So, a little bit before 4 o'clock. That's the cutoff time. I think it's like 3.55. So, You Ain't Black. This was the runner-up in the first Biden madness that we did. We only brought back two clips. Everything else is brand new from the last three years. But this one managed to pull a few upsets. Here it is in the final four. And for those who aren't familiar, this is where Joe Biden, during the campaign of 2020, was speaking to radio host Charlemagne the God. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black, you ain't black. strong one. Mm-hmm. And he got away with it. Got away with it. So racist. Again, we've said this before, but can you imagine if Ron DeSantis came out and said, if you can't figure out whether you for DeSantis or Trump, then you ain't white. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, you ain't an Indian. I mean, it's so ridiculous when you say it out loud. Nikki Haley, you ain't a woman. Right. Somewhere, though, like the Supreme Court justice. Well, we're not biologists. Right. <laughs> um, so you ain't black is taking on... Again, a clip that's not even funny. Like, it makes me sad. It Mm -hmm. makes me angry that Joe Biden is such a buffoon where just a couple of weeks after the passing of Jackie Walorski and her staff in a car crash, 
Keep in mind, Joe Biden has named buildings after her at this point, has talked about her passing, and has put flags at half staff. He was wondering where she was at for a speech. I want to thank all of you here, for, including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Do you remember right after that, Corinne Jean-Pierre had the press conference and she was saying, well, she was top of mind. That's why he was looking for her. That made me so angry. And that was just the worst argument ever, because if she was top of mind, he would remember that she had just passed away. 100 percent. You're absolutely right. And then on top of that, Whoopi Goldberg Mm -hmm. followed up on The View by saying, well, it's not like she died 10 years ago. Right, it, which more makes to the it point. even She's makes it even worse. Point. Yes, this is recent. You just named a building after this woman because of her passing. Now, again, I've never been in a situation where I've had to name a building after somebody because they've died. But if I had a speech two weeks later, Mm -hmm. I think I would probably remember that Mm -hmm. if I'm in my right mind. Now, I know that you say that the Where's Jackie clip makes you angry and that you don't want that to win. And I'm on the other side of that because Jackie Walorski was my rep in, in South Bend for many years. And I think that that's a good way to honor her. And I can see both sides of that. I can see both sides of that. Absolutely. Let's really be honest. I mean, one of these two is going to win, and then the JV game is over, and we get to the varsity game uh, because at 4:48, then. Happy birthday, Valvet is back on the ballot. So 4:48 today, after we announce the winner of the previous matchup. Taking the court, you've got Happy Birthday Velvet yeah. mm-hmm. uh, taking on America in a single word. You mm. people, not to be a Bob Knight here, but you people better freaking come to play today because I'm not going to sit around having watched <laughs> uh, for an entire year having watched Velvet lose to America in a single word. Mm. Now, America in a single word is strong because there's three different things going on in that sound clip. Number one, he can't describe America in a single word. It's multiple words of gibberish. Number two, <laughs> there's this bizarre story of him being buddy-buddy with Xi Jinping yeah, hiking through the Himalayas. Right. Like it's some sort of, you know, buddy comedy. And then at the very end, he wraps it all up by saying, I can't prove that. Um, <laughs> here's one thing. I do think you made a mistake with the Velvet clip. Um, and maybe you can correct this. I know it's last minute. In the actual clip, mm-hmm. when he gets done, mm-hmm. he just randomly goes, well, He's waiting for someone to blow out the candles. Uh, real quick. Uh, we got about a minute or so left here, I think. Um, our dear friend Pat Sullivan uh, is going through something with his store. You want to fill everybody in with what's going on with that? So there was a shooting near Pat Sullivan's store yesterday. It happened at the gas station across the street, and stray gunfire came across the street, went through a window, and it hit one of his employees. A young lady that was doing everything right, going to work, and she's in bad shape. So, And I know Pat's broken up because that's one of his employees, and it's heartbreaking. It's ridiculous that Indianapolis has turned into South Central with these types of situations happening all the time. You You can get shot going to work. 
Yes. You're working. She's inside the store, going to work, doing everything right, and she gets shot in the head. That's just, it's unbelievable. And she's fighting and thoughts and prayers to this young lady. And uh, Pat Sullivan, if you're listening, buddy, hang in there, too. We love you. What's coming up this afternoon? Oh, we're loaded. We got Biden madness. We're on arrest watch. Bobby Burak <laughs> of Outkick. Francis Martell of Breitbart. And Tuesdays with Tony Katz. Good job, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Separate the sun.